Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808, and today we have a very special guest on board. It's the man who smokes herbs and rocks a turban while meditating on the world and what's occurring, a high-tech archaeologist who searches for knickknacks while composing musical stim packs that impact your soul. He's the Esper Ryan professor with correction measures that rains on all you poor little ornery beggars in the stormy weather. Zoinks, it's the rapper who zaps, zaps, who can't rap, so don't dare step because you get your hair swept. For the people having memory loss who don't remember but he's the boss. This is the guy who showed you the vanglorious void world of volcanic violence. Glory Halla Stupid is the man who went worldwide introducing Dell in his bid for boosted tales. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the funk pimp himself. We've got Dell, the funky homo sapien in the house. How are you doing, bro? Uh, that was quite an intro, man. I'm doing cool, man. I'm doing cool. Yeah. Good. I'm trying to anyway, you know, you know, the world kind of crazy right now. I'm just trying to stay out the way. Just maintaining, just maintaining, bro, isn't it? I was yeah. going to say, I was going to say then, man, we've got you on. I know like the world's crazy at the moment, but we ask every guest the same question when they come on Dell. Uh, what's the least hip hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours, my friends? The least hip hop thing? Mm-hmm. Man, this, ooh, not much. You know, <laughs> not much to tell you the truth. Pretty much everything that I'm doing is centered around hip hop in some way. So it runs through you, my friend. It runs through you. I, I spent the last three. Uh, no, I spent the last three or four hours making beats. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How are you finding it? How, are you enjoying that creative like mojo in right now? Now that I'm older, it's harder to keep uh, keep things fun. You know what I'm saying? Because just the world is just you know when you're young, you don't really trip off what's really going on. The older you get, well, you know if you are maturing, I guess you you start to realize a lot of different things happening. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm. It can be depressing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Plus, a lot of people has died lately. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot, a lot of you know people I looked up to in hip hop died. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just it gets it gets it gets difficult sometimes to generate some kind of uh, motivation. Mm. I just try to keep it fun though. You know what I'm saying? Try to listen to artists that keep me motivated. Yeah, you know, I watch a lot of battle rap. Like nice, loads of battle rap. You feel me? Anyone you feeling at the moment that we should be looking out for? Man. There's too many to name. Man. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'm not the, in that the, scene the, as much. So yeah, Easy the Block Captain is the la latest one that I've really been feeling. Easy the Block Captain. He just battled T Rex. He brought back T Rex, and we got a good T Rex out of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Easy the Block Captain. He cool. But I like you know Clean Paper is one of my favorites. Calico is one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? I like dudes from Detroit a lot. Dudes from Detroit, I like a hell of a lot. They've always had a special place in my heart, Detroit hip hop generally. But yeah, it's interesting yeah. the way they come out of that city. Rough, rugged, but also just heart, man, and some soul in their music as well. Like, yeah, I love that scene. This is really interesting. I'm not tapped into the battle scene as much, Dell. So these names you've, you know, okay. I, I'm definitely going to have to check some of these out. I, I wanted to start with you, though, because obviously, you know, you've got storied history, man. And like, it's just amazing to have you on and just to be able to just tap into a little bit of it. But my first question really was like, who? Who gave you the love for funk? Like your love for funk is unreal. And I was wondering who gave you that? Well, my father used to play a lot of funk records and just a lot of black music in general. You know what I'm saying? So that was just playing around me growing up. So I was already a fan kind of uh, of jazz, kind of the offshoot of jazz kind of was like funk. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of in the jazz category too, but they just was a little more gritty and just took it a little bit further, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about this, the early days of funk, you know what I'm saying? So anything that was funk or funky, I'll just be into it. Then yeah. hip hop came out, you know what I'm saying? That was 
pretty much funk too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would just gravitate towards the artists that would mention funk. Like yeah. Renegades of Funk was like my favorite song. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it was Renegades of Funk. I was like, oh my God, Renegades <laughs> of Funk. That just sounded hella crazy. Yeah, even now it sounds amazing. That's interesting yeah. when you're saying that because then you're obviously, it's your, you're bonded through your family with the music. For me, what's interesting is, do you remember a time when you took your step from like being on the sidelines listening to actually being like, I'm not going to be a spectator anymore. I actually want to participate. Was that very natural for you? How did that come about for you? It was just a sport in general. So I kind of just... That was just what what we did, you know what I'm saying? That was just what, you know, well, well, dudes used to snap on each other, you know, play the dozens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So, like, hip-hop was kind of like another version of that. Yeah. But just, but just more to it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, like, if you was breakdancing or you, put, you was a DJ or, you know, it was a way that you could kind of, like, get a rep, you know, without getting sure. in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there was other ways to get a rap, like killing fools or selling drugs or something like that. Yeah. You know, I just wasn't really into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but, sure. you know, hip hop was something that was street, though. Hip hop was still street. So I could get that feel, but it wasn't putting me in no direct danger. Yeah, absolutely. So you participated, I gather from all the interviews that you've done and you've done so many and you get a lot of the history in them, which was like rapping was kind of the last thing you did, but like, Mm -hmm. obviously you did all the other stuff, but then, uh, you know, when you are rapping, do you remember a moment when you realized, fuck, I'm already good. Like I'm actually really good at this. Do you remember that? I mean, I was into poetry from the gate, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I had a reason why I was into rapping in the first place. I see. Because I already wrote poetry. I already was a gifted student in English and, you know what I'm saying, language in general, you know what I mean? So that's the whole reason why I was into rap in the first place, because I just thought it was incredible what they was doing. So yeah, of course, of course I kind of figured I could do it, but I didn't start really doing it till later. I started out just copying other people's raps. Well, I used to write people lyrics down that I hella liked anyway. Okay. Like Michael Jackson, me and my friends would write down Michael Jackson, like say like Thriller, the whole song, try to write it down. Okay. And just to see, just to really see what the lyrics was and really learn them, you know what I'm saying? So I used to do that with rap lyrics too, you know what I'm saying? Like LL Cool J or like Run DMC, somebody I hella liked that I would really want to learn their lyrics. I just write it down. And then from there, I just started, you know, writing my own lyrics kind of based on that formula. You know what I'm saying? And did, was there any time when someone just said, you're like, shit, Dale, you're fucking great. As in like, there was a, mo- was there not a moment? Actually, you know what it might've been? Cause I know you used to battle, right? So like, did, yeah. I bet you must've got a lot of validation in those arenas, you know, when you're battling in those arenas. Well, I mean, it was at school or on the street corner where I'd be battling, you know what I mean? Mm. Like kind of like how battle rap grew to, you know, arenas and stuff now but like it's still based on the corner that's why they don't have a beat or nothing playing behind them because yeah. it's like we've never had no beat or nothing playing when we was battling you know what i'm saying yeah. we'd be at school or we'd be on the corner somewhere you know what i'm saying Mm-mm-mm. or going to somebody else's hood to go battle somebody i used to do that you know what i mean yeah. like you might hear about another rapper in another city oh they cold oh for real your partners would be like trying to take you over there. Like, nah, my partner cold, way colder than you. <laughs> you, you know, you just battle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, it turned into a concert though. Like at school, like the principal a few times had to shut it down because it'd be like literal. They would think that we was fighting or something because it'd be a fight like every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that big gathering like that, they'd just swear it's a fight, but it'd be, nah, it'd just be us battling. It'd just turn into a damn concert. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, people pay ticket pay for that now, man. People will pay for that. Was there ever like your hardest battle? Do you remember those moments? Because you must have done so many, but do you remember your hardest one where you're like, damn, this guy's so good? Or um, probably one of the ones I remember best is battling casual who's with hieroglyphics, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. And that's how I got cool with him. I got cool with him because I thought he was tight from battling him, you know what I'm saying? And just became his friend, you know what I'm saying? Do you remember any bars? Was there any standout bars or you're like, damn, how'd he come up with that? Damn, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. I just remember <laughs> that it was good. But like, he had some of the same influences I had. Like, we both hella loved Lord Finesse, you know what I'm saying? We thought Lord Finesse was like the future, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. He yeah. used to rap so clean. Him and um, Chill Rob G. We used to think Chill Rob G was, oh my God, we used to think they was just the cleanest. But you had to have a special kind of ear though, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody heard them before. Yeah, it's true. They're not the two people that people always mention, but it's it's good they get their love, man. And they inspire someone like yourself and Hiro. And man, yeah, look at the scene. They kind of, you know, throw that seed in there. It's a beautiful thing about hip hop, man. Just like you boys have done and all the squad have done. You lay all these seeds and people are doing them now. And for a fan like me over here, you know, who's a different world. I live in a different world, man. But that, there's something about it resonates. That's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Do you remember landing on the name? Dell the funky homo sapien or was it just how that how did you land on that it's one of top five all-time names that by the way that's funny as hell <laughs> it was I made makes sense you would probably think that from where from being from where you at that mm. makes sense but um my middle name is Delvon basically and I got sick of coming up with this stupid rap name so I just said I'm gonna be Del the funky homo I guess I was trying to be scientific or something trying to be smart or something yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. The funky Homo sapien instead of saying the funky man or something like that. I was just, I was just trying to be fancy. You feel me? Yeah, but it's them little flourishes, especially in your raps. Uh, just a fat boy out a little bit, but it's the little flourishes that you didn't have to go that left, right, left hand way, but you did, and it sounds amazing. And that's them little intricacies. I'm not gonna geek out, but like this is interesting. I mean, you say in there about like the name of a cube. I just just sorry, it just popped in my head when cube was sort of mm. like. Uh, what the fuck is a funky Homo sapien? Oh, man, <laughs> that little skit, always good, man. People, you, I used to have to explain to people sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because they just hear the homo part and be like, uh, I'm like, nah, dude, like homo sapien, that's like a human being. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not homosexual, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> human being, homo sapien. Okay. You know? Oh, okay, okay. Hey, what's up? This is Black Thought, and you are now rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. This is Stretch Armstrong. Ooh-wee. My name is Bobito Garcia, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love. You're now listening to Crate 808. Hey, yo, what up, y'all? This is Prince Paul, and you're rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, it's EV Evidence, Dilated Peoples. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast, my favorite shit. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Master Ace from Brooklyn, New York. And you're checking out the Crate 808 podcast, real hip hop. But obviously, like yourself, I mean, you've done tracks as well, like as you go on about like how it's not just always hip hop for you and you like lots of other genres and you've completely wilded out into different like areas of music generally in your career. Um, I was going to ask you about psychedelic rock really because yeah, yeah. i heard a few things that you were into psychedelic rock as a kid i would love to know who it was and, and and what you were listening to and why like what did you find in that music you couldn't find in hip-hop well i used to listen to that before hip-hop i was into music from the gate right you know, i've just always been into music you know what i mean that's mm. probably why i studied music you know what i'm saying mm. just in general study music theory just because i just love music in general but the bay area is a big melting pot 
for like funk rock you know what i'm saying we had the, like the the summer of love up here you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Like sly and the family stone is from up here you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh man it's too many to name man yeah. like it was just a big breeding point for a lot of the a lot of the fire that was coming out around the 60, late 60s, 70s was mm-hmm. actually from the Bay Area. Like Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson Airplane was one of my favorite groups. You know what I'm saying? They from the Bay Area. Um, you know, Santana. You know what I'm saying? Like hella, hella fools is from the Bay Area. You know I mean, we got a big history out here. So I just was in, always into good music. You know what I'm saying? But um, I used to think Black Flag was one of my favorite groups. Okay. How did they yeah. go down with your friends, like your mates and that? How? how Because I'm guessing they were into hip hop. They right? didn't like them. They didn't like them. They thought I was crazy. They was like, "Don't, don't listen to that." <laughs> but I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I like, I like this." That, again, something that intrigues me about your whole career, man, is that is that kind of thing. And I mean, come on, Dinosaur Junior, bro, like Jay Maskis. When, when's that album dropping? Like when <laughs> I'm still waiting. Oh, <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was a good collaboration, though, because I learned a lot. He's one of the reasons why I decided to study music theory, actually. Oh, interesting. Why? Because when it? we because when we did that song, mm. he had his band with him, but they actually didn't do nothing. Like he played all the stuff that was on the song. Jay Masters played everything. Damn. You know what I'm saying? While, while his band was like in the studio like playing pool or something like they was doing something else <laughs> oh and i was just watching like damn this fool actually playing everything you know yeah. what I'm saying? he learned a lot too from me about hip-hop because he was asking me questions about hip-hop too so it was just a good learning experience he was a cool dude wicked love mm-hmm. that man love that because then i know obviously going into psychedelic rock and the uh, uh, mean white hold on was it not um eye examination is that the one where you flip white rabbit yep <sighs> bro Come on, that is Jefferson Airplane. Yep. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane. It's all there. That that track is unreal. Oh, oh man. But uh, yeah, I was going to say then. I've heard again that you that you have dabbled in psychedelics and and mushrooms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to ask you generally, like, what was some of the most profound experiences you had in that altered state? Man, um, to tell you the truth, not um, not really too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it didn't really do much for me. Like, I don't really need that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was fun just to bug out or like play video games or something. It'll it'll definitely put you in a different world. Mm-hmm. But like I never would be seeing stuff like other people would be like, look at the floor. Don't you see the floor? I'm like, no, I don't oh. see the floor moving because the floor can't move. You know what Damn. I'm saying? Not on its own. So like my mind is not even going to let me think that the floor moving. You know what I'm saying? And nowadays, though, like it should just be too real to be doing stuff like that you know what i'm saying like i couldn't even to be in another world now like i'd probably kill somebody you know what i'm saying <laughs> when i was young it was cool i guess because i didn't really have no worries like that mm. i was gonna say have you tried dmt have you ever tried dmt oh hell no like around around that shit like that's when i'm like i'm cool i'll need to be uh that out of it Absolutely. i like to be more aware of stuff just the my my territory where i'm from mm. it just pay to be like more aware of things because and anything could happen, you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yeah, no, no, no. I feel you. I'm not against it though. I'm not I'm not against it necessarily. Like mm. there's been times where like fools have died 
or some X bad ecstasy or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember this one rave I did, and then these cats was there. And it was like, yo, you about to you about to do you about to do some? I'm like, yep, I'm about to do a little bit. And then I seen them somewhere else, right? And it was like, man, you know, dude that was with us that night, he died. Like he died of, after he took some ecstasy. I'm like, damn. Jeez. It's just like little shit like that be a, just a bad stain in the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I, I I would be careful, especially dealing with something that you don't know where who it, where it's from. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers are cut shit with all kind of shit now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you just don't know. Getting some shit off the street, like mm. you, you are not getting no pure shit. Like you getting some fentanyl or some shit for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because because yeah. everybody trying to get over. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna cut it with some fentanyl. You ain't gonna know. Mm. Or anything that will substitute. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you ain't you ain't fucking gonna know. That reminds me of Matt Miller. I think that Ma- I think there was some stories about that with Matt Miller, and it was like, damn, that's just so sad. You're right. You have he took to- something, I think it had fentanyl in it, yeah. Mm. and it's uh, I mean there's so many rappers it's so weird but it feels like on both spectrums as well it's not just like young people and it's really sad to see them but it's like our age people are going as well and crazy this is again why it's nice to chat to someone like yourself and kind of celebrate the history of your career kind of thing and on that tip because I know you've told this story about mushrooms and Q-tip a few times. I've heard that story a few mm-hmm. times. I was wondering if people haven't heard it go out there it's everywhere on the internet was that trip Around the time we recorded Undisputed Champs. Nah, that 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 came later. That that came like quite a while later. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. That, I, 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 I was I was in New York at that time. And is this that, the time with the Midnight Marauders cover? Was that the same time? So yeah, around that time, I think. Yeah, I think it was around that time. Yeah. How did you get on there? How did you get on that cover? They they asked me, like, you know, I was cool with Q Tip, you know what I'm saying? Q Tip, he wanted to get everybody that he kind of respected as peers. Mm. on the cover so it'd be more about just hip-hop in general instead of just them i guess you know what i'm saying yeah uh, he just wanted to include everybody he felt was like you know his peers and shit I so we were you know we were some of them you know what i'm saying i, I used to fuck with q-tip a lot though it, that, that, i mean that's amazing yeah because i just remember that that cover and just seeing you and it was so nice to see this movement in hip-hop at that time and still you know it's, it's still going i mean t- i've heard tips bringing even more new music out so it's even better so just moving it on then bro i was gonna ask you can you just tell me a bit about smoked out charlie the track smoked out charlie I think Sir Jinx came up with that concept, I think. Right. And he was like he was like my mentor, you know what I'm saying? Like he mm. taught he taught me how to write songs. He taught me how to use the SB twelve hundred, you know what I'm saying? He taught me about the ultimate breaks and beats records, all kind of shit. Right. He just he just he just kind of took me under his wing, you know what I'm saying? How old were you that time? Man, I was probably like 14, 15. Damn, crazy. Like I was hella young, you know what I'm saying? But I was already a hip hop junkie, though. You know what I'm saying? But I think the concept probably came from him. A lot of the concepts would come from him because I, I just wanted to rap about rapping. And he'd be like, man, you got to talk about something. I mean, that's cool. It wasn't like he was hating on that or nothing. Mm. He definitely was a fan of the skills. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, man, if you want to get further, you got to talk about something. Mm. So he'd come up with something. So I think he probably came up with Smoked Out, smoked out Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I could do that hella easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't have thought of it on my own because I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about 
I want to rap about rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, of course I know who smoked. I know who smoked out Charlie is. I'm from the land of smoked out Charlie. You feel me? Yeah. And then how did Cube jump on that? Yeah. Because Cube, Cube's on. Is that Cube is on that right? Yeah, yeah. So how how, how does he jump? I mean, on he that? just happened to be around. Ah, yeah, I right. think he probably came through. You know what I'm saying? He saw we was working on it. Probably felt it. Was like, let me hop on this real quick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just just to be clowning. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Just have great. some fun. You know what I'm saying? How was that relationship with Cube before like the music and like him jumping on there? And I know you're really young at that point, but did you have that much of a relationship before that? Oh, yeah. Like every summer, I'd probably see him like every summer. You know what I'm saying? So he was one of my closest, closer um, cousins that I had. Like I really used to be kicking it with him. Probably less when he started getting older because he, he'd be more into girls and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. like the average, you know boy growing up you know what i'm saying I, I was in the video games and shit like that toys and shit yeah so you know i started hanging out with jinx jinx was in a group with him with mm. q called cia cia yeah you know what i'm saying so so uh jinx is a dr dre cousin i believe mm. so basically dre was right next door to my my cousin like because jinx lived right next door to my cousin's house right. so when my cousin wasn't there i'd see jinx and he'd be like in the uh He'd be in the driveway playing with remote control cars and shit. So I was like, okay, let me go fuck with him then. Yeah. And that's how I got cool with him. Then I found out he was a DJ. I was like, oh, for real? I rap, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, you know what I'm saying? He introduced me to Busy Boy Productions. That was his crew and stuff. And he just started working with me kind of, you know, uh, exclusively. Because mm. I wrote so many raps, I was always ready. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, oh, okay, I'm fucking with you. You know, and that, that's that's kind of how we, and we both was kind of like, you know, childlike, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we, we just kind of was still there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we kind of just kind of got to, got along too. You feel me? It's a beautiful little um, universe, that universe of the West Coast, when like you look back on it now and all these, all these little pictures you're painting for me it feels like man you had your own little thing going on like that no one else was like part of it then you grew and grew and it just became brilliant it's just amazing how that the music resonated all the way yo 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 just interrupting this episode to give you a quick update on our plans for 2021 but before i do just remember to subscribe on youtube and like this video also get involved in the comments we always have some dope takes on there so shout out to people that are getting involved we love reading them and hopefully some more of you guys can get on there and we'll shout you out on the episodes coming up now on to 2021 we here at crate 808 are setting up a patreon where for the price of a pint or a coffee every month we'll be bringing you even more dope hip-hop episodes simply go to create808.com subscribe to the newsletter you'll get all the updates on our plans but as a taster each month we're thinking of bringing you 90s rap hidden gem album reviews that you can vote for so if you enjoy people like Master Ace Diamond D The Lynch Mob Paris Big Noid Blase Blase we'll be doing a lot more of those we're going to do our Why I Love series the MF Doom and Jay Diller editions each month we'll bring on a guest and dig into why they love a certain Doom or JD track and then test that love how deep is that love next up we Tang Chronicles Ghostface Killer Edition. We're aiming here, I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but we're aiming to go through every solo Woo project and we're going to start with Ghostface catalogue. So we're going to go in, we're going to talk about the music, we're going to talk about the fashion sets and just some of the amazing bars he's dropped in that career. And uh, the Griselda Marathon, I want to do it, I want to do it. If we get enough patrons, we're going to do it. We're going to go through every single Griselda project and really let's dive in, yeah? So get involved. Hit up crate808.com, subscribe to the newsletter as well as the YouTube and the podcast now. Back to the episode. Hey. Oh.
I was just wondering there though, when you were working with those guys, was there anyone else in the family who was nice on the mic or on the beats? Was there anyone else that you were like, damn, get involved? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hieroglyphics basically. Specifically A plus and Tajay. Okay. You know so I started bringing them down to LA too. So mm. Jinx could check them out. Cause so I'm like, okay, if you think I'm cold, you need to listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Jinx started working with them too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we all we all got a chance to grow up under Jinx. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Jinx, like I said, he was Dr. Dre because so Dr. Dre already had hit records out at yeah. that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He already was with the world class record crew and shit. So Jinx had like an inside look. So he knew what he was doing. Basically, it wasn't yeah. like we was just fooling around. At that point, we was working with somebody that really knew what they were doing. Where are you going from that? Working with Jinx, CIA, you know, Hyro just starting, and then getting to do stuff like jacking for beats and doing Kill It Will. Like, how is that journey happening? I was just around for that. You know what I'm saying? Like Cube used to always show me his raps and stuff. Anyway, ah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like as he writing them, he would just be like, "Is this tight?" You know what I'm saying? Like I remember seeing "Fuck the Police." on some yellow, uh, you know, yellow paper, you know what I'm saying? Like that they use in court or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember seeing that rap, like, damn, this rap is hella crazy. Like, because everybody say fuck the police, but ain't nobody said it in a song yet. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. But he would just let me, his his folder used to say Cube's money on it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It'll just be full of raps. He might not even use them. He might use a rap like years later, you know what I'm saying? You might give it to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, so I just be around. You know what I'm saying? And if I was around, I guess he kind of remember. I mean, not remember. I guess he kind of respected my uh my pen. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like sometimes he just include me on shit just to be including me if I was around. You feel me? Like you think you could write the last verse of this, or you think you could write something about this? like yeah, let me do it real quick. You know what I'm saying? What do you What do you remember most fondly about that America's Most Wanted and like uh, Kill It Will and I mean the Lynch Mob as well. Like I mean, oh, I love that Lynch Mob. The first two albums amazing what was that like for you what do you remember about that what was memorable working with dj Pooh used to be hella fun yeah and i hella i hella respect Pooh. Pooh was like a mentor to me too because mm. he was with the la posse you know what i'm saying so like he was already producing shit like he produced shit for he produced jack the ripper for um, ll Damn. you know what i'm talking about jack the ripper king hercules that used to be like my favorite song and he told me he produced that i was like oh my god you produced that <laughs> so like nah but like he and he was just hella fun like he come to the state studio with like just dump a whole damn bag of weed on the fucking console and just be smoking all day you know what I'm saying? we'd be working but like just yeah. it'd be hella fun he'd be telling jokes and shit all his partners come through and we'd be just capping on each other and shit the whole day. I mean, it'd just be fun. Lynch Mob was hella fun too, you know what I'm saying? Especially JD. JD was the partner. I used to love JD. He was really the partner. So, I mean, those are some of them. Um, Threat, Deadly Threat used to come through the studio. I used to fuck with Threat. Yeah. I used to hella fuck with Threat. Threat, I used to think he was so clean too. Like, yeah. Because I used to think like, Fools was ancient, like, like, like all y'all out here rap gangster, whatever. Like, and Threat was like one of the ones that made me see, like, oh, okay, motherfuckers really could rap out here. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't like a gangster rapper. He he rapped about what what was around him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he wasn't necessarily a gangster rapper. He just rapped about what was real, and he rapped with skills. You know what I'm saying? He was hella skillful. Like, yeah. He was just raw. Yeah. So I, I used to hella like kicking it with with threat for sure what were you learning in them bomb squad sessions though? were you in those sessions 
Were you were you sitting on them bombs? Nah, but nah, but uh, they like one of my favorite groups. One of my favorite, as far as um hip hop producing, uh, any producing, fuck it. I thought I still think they're like the tops. Yeah, because they expanded the sound so much. You know what I'm saying? They remind me of like a John Cage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm talking about, John Cage. Yeah, uh, it, from, music concrete. Yeah, so I've heard this. I've, I'm not, I'm not too schooled up, but I've seen some bits where it's just wild. It's just like a wild noise, like, like, yeah, just variety yeah, they, spectrum. They believe that any sound could be music if yes. it's organized. If you organize it, it could be music. It don't have to be just pretty notes or whatever. Mm. Whatever you organize, that sound can be music. That's the only thing that makes it music is it's organized. So like that's how Public Enemy, because they because they, they really use the sampler. Like you could sample anything, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers mm. just be stuck on sampling a record. They're like, we could sample anything. Yeah. So that that just always was like just the creativity. I still hold them in high regard to this day mm. but I, I was very very excited when i found out the cube was working with a with a bomb squad i was like oh my god that's gonna be shit yeah that's gonna be so crazy this is like the east and the west coast merging together like nobody did that yet like yeah I, I, i'm still hella proud of cube for making that merger right there because i was like man that's that's the team supreme. I don't see how you can lose. Then mm. I remember when he finally had like the master of his record and I jumped in his car and he's playing it for me. I'm like, dude, like this shit about to go, dude. I'm telling you, like, yeah, you can't lose with this. Like the whole album is so dope. Yeah. I was just hella proud. Man, I can hear it in your voice now. Like, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's that energy, man. It's that energy. It's still one of my favorites to this day. That's still one of my favorite albums to this day. Yeah, we, we're a novelty yeah. pod, so we get a lot of people talking about America's Most Wanted. And that run, Cube's run, was just, I would say, one of the best ones ever. Predator, to me, is still like, come on, make it rough. That oh, is... yeah, the, ooh, that was the slap. DJ Pooh did a lot of that record too. Yeah. That Predator. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, imagery, everything, man. Oh, sick. But that's that's interesting because I know you do, you were doing skits on America's Most Wanted and stuff like that as well. But I just mm. wanted to jump forward a little bit, like, because obviously in your career, how did you hook up with Dante Ross and Electra? Like, how did that even happen? They signed, well, well Electra signed me and Dante was the A&R at Electra. That's when I first met Dante. So I didn't know about his history and all that shit yet. You know what I'm saying? I learned about that later. But like, he's Dante, a real dude. Like, to this day, he's still like a brother to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's like the big bro. You know what I'm saying? He done let me... He done gave me the keys to his apartment before when... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I was in New York, he was just like, you know, I'm staying at my girl's house. You could you could stay in my apartment. Here go the keys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. I like still to this day he wanted the he wanted the best me. He really like helped me with my career. He knew what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't really trying to steer me and no. You know the horror stories you hear about record labels and shit. I can't even say that about Electric. You know what I'm saying? Because Dante he was great. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. he was part of the he was part of the movement. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know about everybody else, but like I got along with everybody that worked up there too. You know what I'm saying? So like the staff and people up there, mm. they fucked with me too. That's just my personality, I guess. I just get along with people, but like, yeah, I, I don't really. I don't really have no complaints about a lecture. You feel yeah. me? No, Katante is a, yeah, he's integral to a lot of that stuff. But just to go on, like, because I know obviously you, Daniel Dumoulin, KMD, Subrock, all those things were kind of merging at the same time in this pretty amazing little time in, in rap, in music generally. 
They were signed to Electra, actually. That was it, exactly, right? KMD was signed to Electra. So what What was the, uh, well, one, how do you remember that time? And just any memorable moments you had? Because RIP Daniel Doomley, man, MF Doom, because, yeah, just crazy. Doom was one of my best partners. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really used to fuck with Doom. But I didn't meet him when I was on the label, really. I met him. Dante introduced me to Curious George because that was his, that was Dante boy. So he's like, you need to holler at my boy George. Like, yeah. that's my homie. He hella cool. So I started hanging out with Curious. You know what I'm saying? I'd be over at his crib and he'd have his whole gang over there uptown and shit. Doom would be up there. Doom and a uh, sub rock would be up there. That's mm-hmm. how. That's what. That's when I met them over at a uh, over at Curious House. That's when they was working on their second album. Black Bastards, they was like damn near done with it. You know what I'm saying? So I I got to hear a lot of that shit before, you know, it it was on the record. Mm. It was like, you know, check this out. You think this is hot? And I'm like, oh my God, like they was blowing my mind because I already was a fan of KMB. You know what I'm saying? So this this shit was like way way beyond the first album. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Really trying to fuck fools up, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Mm. you trying to go Super Saiyan on motherfuckers. Okay. <laughs> like they really was like they knew what they was doing now you know what i'm saying like they was in full control of their powers now so like you know and but like it's just tragic how shit happened you know what i'm saying like sub rock got killed you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i was around at that time you know what i'm saying yeah. first off they got dropped off the label or their record didn't come out because of the cover mm-hmm. which i thought the cover was super dope like doom actually drew that cover you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was his artwork. Which yeah. I, so I thought that shit was raw as fuck. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But because of that, it was like so much controversy around it. They they dropped him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that happened around the same time Sub Rock got killed. And that was just a lot for Doom. You know what I'm saying? Like I was mm. around him at around that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It was just hella sad. You know what I mean? Like, and then after that, like I just didn't see him for hella long. You mm. know what I'm saying? I didn't see him till I mean some years later. Like and he, he just hit me up out the blue. I think he was in Atlanta. Like I think he had just got out of jail or something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he, he and that's when he started laying the um laying the 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 the, the, the science behind uh the MF Doom shit. Started right. he started breaking down his whole plan. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought it was hella dope. Like I was like, man, that it, that's hella dope because they we already called you Doom. You know what I'm saying? Because the name Doomalike. Yeah, yeah. So we used to call him Doom all the time, just mm. for short. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So MF Doom, like Doctor Doom, it just made sense. Plus, we was all into comic books and shit like that anyway, too. So I just thought it made hella sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you ever think then, when he's laying this plan out to you with the mask and the, the everything, did you ever think he'd take it as far as he as he actually did? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it still was amazing to see it all come out and work exactly the way he told the plan to me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It still was amazing to see that, but I didn't doubt him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, like that's 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 what's up. Yeah. I mean, we already was doing, we already did it once, so to speak. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, to me, it's like, okay, yeah, that's all you got to do. Mm. But still, it was amazing to really see it all play out exactly how he planned it. That, yeah, that and he's like, then people got into him and didn't even know about KMD. That's what was so cold about it. That was me. Like, people didn't even know he was, they thought he was a new artist. Yeah, that was me, so bro. It's hella inspiring to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just, it just let me know, like, nah, like, if you raw, 
you could just keep on going. Like you don't have to play out. Like you could reinvent yourself and keep going. You know what I'm saying? Um, Parliament too. George Clinton, he's a big influence too, because he was he always hip. He know the whole history of black music. So he'd see how it all connect. Yeah. So he ain't never like hating on nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like he never hated on hip hop like hella other older artists used to hate. He never hated. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what that that's like kind of like how we used to do, which is more advanced. Like he could appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you had him on your first album. That's crazy. Uh, I'm gonna jump yeah. onto that first album, but with Doob, I was gonna say, so you told me some of them lessons are pretty amazing. You must have learned from someone who's like a peer. But like, did you ever collab? Did you ever get time? Did you ever sit down, write, write rhymes together, get anything on tape? What uh, we're doing? Mm. Or KMD or Sub Rock or anyone? Oh, yeah. I mean, we used to always be working on stuff together. It never came out or nothing. But like, you know, and anytime I go to Curious Crib, we either, you know, playing Super Mario Kart or writing or a beat is playing something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we was involved with stuff yeah for sure but i've i've done i've done shit with doom too though for sure you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like uh what's that one with jj oh jj doom oh, you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah oh jj doom that yeah album. serious governor i did like a remix for one of the vibranium or something like that right. he sent me the album you know what i'm saying before it came out and i liked that beat because i think it was just a beat at first and i liked it so just for him i just did a rap to it and sent it to him just for him. Like I wasn't tripping off it coming out or nothing. So he ended up liking it so much. He wanted to put it out. So he was like, yo, you still got, you still got that recording for that shit. Like, you know, yeah. I wanted to put it out and then I asked some shit to it or whatever. I'm like, man, I just made that for you. Like I ain't got that shit no more. Like I don't know where <laughs> that shit is. At. Yeah. I could, if you send me the song though, that I sent you, I could write it over and, mm-hmm. and you know, redo it. So yeah. that, 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 he actually put that out. I remember too, he was bugging me about paying me and shit. I was like, don't worry about it. I ain't, I ain't tripping about that. He's like, no, nah, man, you, you got to take some money for you crazy. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not tripping, dude. Damn. When was the last time you talked to him? If you don't want me asking. It, it was a, it was a while ago, maybe like some years ago, but like it was after he had got, I guess, deported or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like actually what he told me was like, he came back to the States and they, they would just start tripping, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, you weren't born here or whatever. Mm. And it's like, what are you talking about? And you had to like think about it, like, okay, I guess I wasn't born here, but I've been here all my damn life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, okay, I wasn't born here, but I've literally been here since damn near a baby. You feel me? Mm. But they was like tripping hella hard. Like, and I think he told me, he just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to stay here then. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm not finna just sit up here and argue with you fools. I'll stay here. I can get more money out here anyway and just send it back home. So that's that's how he was living. You feel me? Absolutely. I was like, hey. But it made sense to me though, because he he always had such a command over the language. It seemed like he was from somewhere else, like England or something like that, where they really talk English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Canada or some shit like that, where motherfuckers really talk the English language like fully you feel me yeah hey yo 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 this your boy Frau March and right now you are rocking live with the Crate 808 podcast enjoy this week's episode and just remember to subscribe and rate and review peace but I was actually going to say just looking back at his work now do you have any favorite Doom projects or is it just they're all amazing? Like they are all man, I, I like them all, man, to tell you the truth. 
But yeah. uh, what was uh, what was, uh, born like this? I think it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was hell. That one was super. That one has some raw ass songs on it. Yeah. yeah, but but pretty much anything he. I just I was just always a fan of Doom since he came out with with a uh, searching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With our bass, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I was like, who's this dude? Zev Love X, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I always thought he was dope from then. And the videos and search everything. Search is the dude too. That remind me of Search. Search is the homie too. Got yeah, a good he always stories? was cool. I, I I remember we, I remember he was out here on tour. I I, I remember if it's the time when um when when Tri Call Quest got into it with some fool that was on stage out here, like right. they kind of beat him up or some shit. Oh, wow. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was that or it was the time somebody was shooting at the tour bus or something. But I remember I seen Search and I was like, "Hey, hey, somebody, somebody want to holla at you?" So the rapper dude, he's like, "Who?" I was like, "His name Ice, Vanilla Ice." <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, shut up!" Dude. <laughs> I just, I just remember I was being stupid. Just messing with him, but Search, I always respected Search though. He was the partner. He's super cool, and he always was just hella raw. Like I, he, he just was amazing to me. You feel me? When when Step to the AM came out, I was like, man, who is this fool? Yeah, the dancing in the video, all of it, man, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so before he we was move super on, super raw. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. Before we move on. I don't want to keep on doing, but he's one. Of, he's, I've got him on the wall. He's just like top five, top one probably now. You and him were gaming, and you and Subrock were gaming, and Curious George, you're all there sitting there gaming. One, yeah. What what games are you rinsing at that time? And two, who was winning those games? Who was coming out on top? Who's the best? You gamer? know what? I don't think they was gaming like that, like super hard, like ah, I was. Okay, I, they they had just got into Super Mario Kart because I I had had it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think, you know what? I think I, yeah, I think I let them borrow my Super Nintendo. Right. I think I let them borrow my Super Nintendo. So they was just stuck on Super Mario Kart so much. I was like, fuck it, y'all can just, because I had the regular Nintendo back in my apartment. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just work the regular Nintendo. And they was just stuck on it on Super Mario. Just like, okay, they was working that. Every time I went over there, they was playing that game. But I was really like, on, I was on one. Like every video game. I still, I'm still in the video games now. I got gaming PCs right now. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. My gaming PC sitting right here on my bed right now. Right. Okay. Best gamer you've played in hip hop? Man, I, I don't really play nobody in hip hop. Really. Oh, no, really? Oh, right. I thought people would be on it, but obviously not. I don't be playing online for one because I, I like playing by myself. I like uh, those type of games, right, one player right. games. I feel you. I feel you. Well, A plus, you know what I'm saying? A plus, me and A plus grew up playing video games. Like, like we were some damn fools with it. Oh, my boy KU, you know what I'm saying? My boy mm-hmm. KU. We used to, I mean, we used to be playing video games all day, all night to the next day. We Jeez. were some damn nuts. We would be buying import games and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because some games wouldn't be coming out, you know. I'm saying to the states, yeah, like the more cleaner games. We like, man, fuck that. We got to get the imports. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's amazing. We, I mean, we did a show for fucking Sega. We did a show for Sega Saturn. Amazing. Was, not not Saturn. Um, Dreamcast. When Dreamcast first came out, we did a opening show out in San Francisco for yeah. for the Dreamcast. Ah, right. That's okay. like one of my more one of my more glorious achievements. <laughs> 
being able to do that for Sega. Oh, amazing. Actually, it surprised me because I saw you on uh, Big Up the Questions. I saw you on the Questions, Big Up Short, all those people. And I saw that was the first time you saw you heard the uh, Jay-Z, I remember the track with DMX, and they'd sampled Golden Axe. Swizz had sampled Golden Axe. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, oh my days. Uh, yeah, that is a hell of a sample flip. You talked about Sega, and I always think Golden Axe when I hear Sega. So Yeah, that was crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. But then now when I hear it, I'm like, okay, we flipped that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, absolutely. When you're saying that and what you flipped before, man, it, it means something, definitely. Because you know you were saying there about like you guys playing games and stuff? A song just came into my head that um, I was listening to the other day, sleeping on my couch, and it just makes me think, I kind of feel sorry for your parents because like everyone <laughs> everyone was just on, in your house and it feels like they were all gaming. Like, do you, What do you remember about that? That was must have been real, right? Like, It feels like it's a very real story. Yeah, well, to a degree. Actually, but that song, though, was actually... Um the homie gangster that was his that was uh that was his song and yeah. he was in jail so oh, Pooh was like hey you should you should do that song and just you know flip and flip it you know what i'm saying do it your way right. so i was like okay i could do that mm. so the so the concept actually was gangster's concept right and i just kind of bounced and flipped it to fit you know how it was going at my house it wasn't like crazy like that though or yeah. if it was my mom wasn't at home because she used to work you know uh, what I'm saying she'd be working or some shit you know or she'd be at church or some shit she'd be gone somewhere doing whatever she do my father wasn't there so like you feel me like I just have niggas at my house you know what mm, I'm saying I feel you I think after a while my mom just didn't even care what I was doing though too after after a while I think she just was like whatever you know what I'm saying so yeah. I'd just be sneaking you know what I'm saying <laughs> Yeah, but but it was more than just me though. It'd either be me or it'd be casual house or opio house. You know mm. what I'm saying? We used to go kick. You know, opio house. It was damn near like he had his own apartment. You know what I'm saying? Because you could enter into his room through the back. Like oh. he had his own door where he could come in and out. Ah. So it was damn near like he had his own apartment. Amazing, man. Yeah, I was going to talk about your first album, and then obviously no need for alarm. Like, I think that's probably my favorite album. It's just incredible. Mm. Back to front. We even had, um, I don't know if you know Uncommon NASA. We have him on the pod. And I was like, do you want to bring an album? And he was like, let me bring No Need for a lot. I need to bring this album. And we just like geeked out over that album for like an yeah. hour. Uh, but I was going to say. You're talking about Spiegel? Sam Spiegel? No, Uncommon NASA. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's done stuff with uh, Elucid and Billy Woods and people like that. And yeah, he's been around, man. He's he's, he's done, mate, he's sick, really. Yeah, no, he got, he, he wanted to do that. He wanted to talk about that album. So it's already right. I now have you here. I just want you to talk about, first of all, the transition from Wish Our Brother George was here to No Need for Alarm. Because obviously you're with Cube. What I love about your music, by the way, especially with Cube, is that although you're very different, you all talk about the same things, but in different ways. And I always loved that as a kid. For you, what was that transition like, man? Going from that first album to the second album? People that was around me that were like hip-hop nerds, I guess, they kind of thought that I sold out lightweight with my first album. They just didn't appreciate Parliament. They thought only gangsters were supposed to rap over Parliament or some dumb shit, right? So I kind of felt like, depressed over that you know what i'm saying so like with my second album i was really trying to just show motherfuckers like nah i, I could i could just get on down on some regular hip-hop shit too you know what i'm saying but my way you feel me like i felt like i was really into it and maybe some of them wasn't even really into it like that like i am like then i felt like they didn't even really understand the shit so i i guess i was trying to prove a point with the second album 
So that that basically that basically was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Just really me trying to just show what I could do. Okay, I could do this, but I this is what I'm really about. How do you look at that album now when you look back on it? Like, do you have any feelings? Like, do you have any memories pop up? How do you look back on it, man? Oh, um, you mean no, no need for alarm? Yeah, I think some of the shit that I said was just kind of um, abrasive, I guess. But I was just talking shit, though. You know, man, mm. like none of it was hella serious like that. Mm. But, you know, some some things that I said, I just feel like, nah, like that didn't really represent what I was really talking about. But I was young, though, you know what I'm saying? But for the for the most part, though, nah, I mean, like, uh, I stand by it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, that, was a, that was a goodie for sure. It just showed everybody that I wasn't no just one-trick pony, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, you do really get busy, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first album, there was like, okay, this is cool. The second album, yeah, the, that's when motherfuckers really was respecting me. Like, oh, okay, like, dude, really sick. And then Hieroglyphics came out around that time, too. So it's like, oh, okay. And he got a crew that's sick, too. So we just all kind of just mashed on that one way, you know what I'm saying? Especially in New York, they gave us a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, accolades, you know what I'm saying? Because kind of like, we, we knew what was up. We respected where it came from and, I don't want to say how it's supposed to be done, but like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? We knew the rules and shit, Absolutely. but but did it our way. You know what I'm saying? We just took it to another place where they, they probably didn't, okay, they probably couldn't imagine us taking it to where we took it. They mm. could appreciate that. Do you have any memorable sessions from that? Any any tracks off of that where you were like, yeah, I just remember that. Man, uh, everything was such a blur back then. I can imagine, yeah. I just remember Sophia Chang. I used to be with Sophia Chang a hell of a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She, she just she she just hella believed in what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? She just helped me out a lot. If I wasn't at my apartment I, or at Curious Crib, a lot of the time I'd be at Sophia's apartment. A lot of the time I'd be over there. Yeah. We had her on and her history in the game is unreal from the Iron Man cover to higher O to whatever, man. Like, yeah, she's been, she's been on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, what up y'all? This is DJ Premier and you're checking out the Crates 808 podcast. I put an S on it because there's more than one record in the crate. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we dig. That's how we play. And that's what real DJs do. You heard? That's why it goes down. We out here. I was actually going to ask you then if, if the, is there any like songs that people still talk to you about maybe not even off this album but just generally like what are the what are the songs that people always want to talk to you about when they bump into you man um you know not not anything in particular really okay if they but if they bumping into me like on the street or something they they either remembering something from like no need for alarm or they remembering something from um I wish my brother George was here. A lot of times they remember me from I wish my brother George was here. They might remember me from Gorillas, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Some might remember me from uh, Deltron, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But it won't be a song in particular. It's like different eras damn near, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Oh, the growth. But, that, but, the, but people just in general got love for me, period. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Usually they're just trying to see like, you, you still doing stuff? Like you still? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm still, I still get busy. You feel me? Get doing just, stuff. Just be looking, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to say, you're, even your latest, even Gate, is it Gate 13? Like, even that, man, the bars, the, oh man, there's a track on there. I cannot remember what it's called now, but you're with Amp Live there, aren't you? And Jesus, your, your, your lyrical sword is still sharp, mate. It's still very sharp. I was actually going to say then, on uh, No Need for Alarm, how did Unicron come to you? Just, you know what? Because I was a fan of just audio entertainment. 
I knew from listening to people that you could change the pitch of your voice by slowing the tape up or speeding the tape up, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. slow it back down to, you know what I'm saying? Little tricks like that, mm. which really is like some music concrete shit. You know what I'm saying? Now that I think about it, mm. they was doing shit like that, fucking around with tapes like that. You know what I'm saying? Making shit sound hella crazy and shit. Yeah. Lightweight scratching, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sampling lightweight before sampling was even a thing, you know what I'm saying? So like that's that's where I came up with Unicron, just trying to try that little technique just to see if I could do it and what it would be like. Because yeah. I had a four track recorder, so I'm like, okay, I could do that. I could record something at a fast speed or whatever, or a slower speed and then play it regular mm. and then it'll sound, my voice will sound sped up. Just yeah. to try to do it, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I came up with it, really. Ah, man, it's so amazing. But like, because it's so creative, bits on the album, but it kind of, they their roots are in there and they show up throughout your work. In And I, I have to say, like, ju not just because you're on, but like, I've seen, like, from everything, man, you've done, like from Golden Era to Future Development, which has aged beautifully, all that. Like, I feel like a lot of that is in that first two albums that you just absolutely just take and just break all the conventions and keep going. But I was going to ask, about the artwork on No Need for Alarm, because the artwork for No Need for Alarm as well is is amazing. Obviously, you've based it on a comic book cover and all that. I was actually going to say, mm. what was it about that tag? How did that tag land, land for you? And how about the uh, the symbol? Oh, uh, yeah, that that was like a simple version, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm a visual artist first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My father is a visual artist. My father's an abstract artist, you feel me? That's amazing. So, I, you know, I've been to art school and shit as a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Like advanced art shit, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I know how to draw, you feel me? I, I know about perspective and all that other crap, you feel me? You know, I was into uh, uh, graphic design, so that's how I came up with the Hyrosynth. I just wanted something that would be simple, you know what I'm saying? And get the point across, you feel me? Because I'm was just i just a fan of shit like that. Yeah. Like the Apple symbol is like hella tight to me, you know what I'm saying? It's just that Apple, you feel me? Yeah. Did you have any other versions or was that the one just straight away? Bang, bang, done it. That was the one, but it wasn't that defined. Like oh. actually the, 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 you know what I'm saying? I got help from the people up at um, a lecture to right. just refine it. Mm. I, it was still the basic look, but they made it look all perfectly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They got on the computer and made that shit look like, you know, solid. Yeah. And it looked like somebody just drew it with a pencil. You know, it looked professional after they did it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But the idea came from me. Ah, right. Okay. So just to move it on, uh, I was just going to ask you as well about some artists that I feel that there's some shared commonality and obviously, you know, your love for them. Two guys I want to talk to you about, really. Your love for Sugar Free and Cool Keith, man. Talk to me what, what they mean to you, man. Both, both of them. Well, Cool Keith, damn near the reason why I started rapping. Because mm. I just couldn't relate to what he was rapping about. And yeah. he was rapping about shit that nobody else was rapping about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever he was thinking about, he would be rapping about. I just thought it was way more interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was still street. You know what I'm saying? It still had that street edge. But he would just be saying some crazier shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that's I just from Jump Street. I thought Ultra... It's just I just thought ultramagnetic shit from the beginning. I thought that was futuristic, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just that was that 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 was it to me, you know what I'm saying? When I was when I heard them, I was like, that's it. Um Sugar Free, he he kind of the same thing. I mean, like he one of the dopest rappers, period. 
to mm. me. You know what I'm saying? Like he's super dope and he always becoming different. You know what I'm saying? But like again, he got that street flavor. You know what I'm saying? He got that pimp. One thing I hella appreciate about him is you could tell like he really got real game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, other pimp rappers, they, they'll just rap about some basic shit. Like I'll be slapping my hoe and I got hella hoes and whatever. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He don't yeah. even be rapping about shit like that. He be rapping about the situations he be getting into with difficult people, basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what he be rapping about, pretty True. much. You know, he rapping about his hoes or whatever, but he rapping about something way deeper than just, I got hoes and my hoes be bringing me my money in. <laughs> he be talking about the, psycholog- the psychological shit that you be going through having to deal with these difficult motherfuckers. You feel me? Yeah. And how, and how, to, and how to stay on your toes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. How to, and that that could go for anything in in life, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. the shitty rap about you could use them in life just to stay just to stay ahead of shit, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's the same type of game, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I I definitely can appreciate that. And he a funketeer, you know what I'm saying? Clearly he a funketeer. So his shit, his music is always dope to me. The type of music he make, I just hella fuck with, you know what I'm saying? He's just dope to me. He and he made me appreciate Sugar Free too, because mm. at first, I, I mean, excuse me, I, uh, I said Sugar Free made me appreciate Quick. Quick, what I'm right? Because at first, I didn't really appreciate Quick. I didn't really know, you know what I'm saying? And then I peep Sugar Free shit, and the first thing I'm like, oh, he's supposed to be a pimp rapper. Hold up, let, let me see what this shit about. And then I peeped. I was like, oh, this fool is raw. He's super raw. Mm. And then I peeped, oh, DJ Quick produced this? Oh, my God. He's like the rawest producer, actually. So, you know, that, I mean, that's from his first album. And then ever since then, whatever, I'll be waiting for him to drop some shit. Yeah. It'd be like a holiday when he drop an album because he don't drop them hella often. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But every time he do, like, it's good. He kept me, he, he, he kept me out of trouble a few times, too. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'll be dealing with some kind of some person, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, that game will keep me out of trouble, you know what I'm saying? Or, or keep me energized, mm. and keep my head up so that I don't just get caught out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell of an influence. You ever, you got to make some music. I mean, with Cool Keith, I hear there's some stuff coming, but like. Oh yeah, I just did some shit with him. Yep. Wicked. He produced the whole shit. It's fire. It's super fire too. Yeah. What, you got yep. any more details? When can we expect it? Stuff like that. That's under the funk, uh, the funk pimp moniker. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yes, yes. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I, I'm presenting funk pimp, and the name of the album is uh, Subatomic. Right. Okay. Subatomic funk pimp. So it's just, just it's stupid. I mean, the shit is fi- the shit is fire. I mean, I thought his production was fire anyway, but yeah, I just relate to his production. He was talking to me about you know he was just telling me he wished he could get more of his production off. Like he be trying to give his beats to fools, and they kind of be like, oh. you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, do me some shit. And yeah. then I just remembered, like, man, let me see if he got something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I remember he said that he'll kick me down with something, and I hit him up. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about you the other day. I was thinking about something for you, Bill. Like. You know what I'm saying? He, he got on it real quick. And he go to the studio, too. Like, he ain't got the shit at his house. Uh-huh. He go to the studio and use real gear, like the real mode and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went and sent it back to me in like a week or two. He sent me all the beats. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, I didn't expect him that fast. I wrote to him like in a night, you know what I'm saying? And mm. did like the vocals and damn near like a week probably. It was super easy. You know what I'm saying? 
That sounds amazing. He's prolific, bro. He's prolific, that man. Uh, you know, oh, that's... Little B is on it too. I got Little B on there too. Big, big. Okay, that's interesting. That's going to be interesting, man. I've, I went down a little cool Keith Rabbit hole the other day. What do you think to the Horseman album? Because I was hearing that Ultramagnetic MC's Horseman album again. I was like, oh my God, it's incredible. The Horseman? So, you talking about the old school Horseman record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90s. Like, uh, God, I can't remember what year, but probably like 93, 94. Ultramagnetics yeah. and that that album. Oh, that oh that Horseman. I thought you were mm. talking about the Horseman fucking... Uh, oh, Cannabis uh, Corrupt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, no, no, no. That's sick too, but like, like mm. they just now put it out, I guess, uh, Fat Beats or whatever. I saw it. that. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I heard it before because it was floating around for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Ah, right, right, right. Like, the, like that album, like the whole album was like golden age of the internet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I found the whole album online yeah. somewhere, you know what I'm saying? It never came out. But, yeah. the, the, you know, there's there's a battle group called the Horsemen, too. So uh, I'll be getting confused. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, right, they right. they are all Christian rappers. You feel me? Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, but they be but they raw as hell, though. They be beating all these fools with their gun bars and talking all this gangster shit. And they don't they they just clean rappers like they don't curse or nothing. But they be killing fools like they damn wow. near unbeatable. Damn. Okay. They damn near unbeatable. The main ones is Loso and A Ward. And they okay. damn near unbeatable. That's amazing. Okay. This sounds good, man. Yeah, you should definitely check them out. They be on King of the Dot. You, you heard of King of the Dot, right? Uh, I don't think I have. No. No, I don't. King of the Dot from Canada, right? Right, right, right. King, but they also on the West Coast a lot too. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Right. What, what was the one that was from where y'all at? But they, they don't do it no more. Oh, Damn, what don't, not don't. Um, yeah, know. don't flop. That's Is it don't flop? don't flop? Don't flop? Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they're still going, to be fair, but they were a moment. That was internet. That was when you first got right. the internet and everyone was like, well, not first, but you know what I mean? That's when hip-hop on the internet and the forums. And I don't know if you remember, remember this, Dell, but do, back in the day in the forums where people used to battle on text. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Dab. Did you ever a get into A lot of fools came out of that. Like, a lot of the greats came out of that. Yeah. Did you ever get into that? Oh, uh, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, I, I just... I just be watching, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel no, especially with the battle and now, like, there's no reason for I just let them do that, let them eat off their own plate. You feel me? I'm not yeah. trying to jump into their into they business. I appreciate it. I, I probably could do it, but like, I just watch, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And try to learn and try to learn because they like the best rappers in the world. Okay. Hands down. You know what I'm saying? They so, are the best rappers. The wordplay is out of this world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to see a great like you, and I am calling you great because your history is unreal, but to still say you're learning, that's amazing, man. Like a student, still there, putting the hours, man. Love it. I mean, that's part of what make it fun. You know what I'm saying? If it just stayed the same and never grew, what's yeah. the point in that? You feel me? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I want to be, you know, I want them to respect what I got. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want I want the rawest rappers to be respecting me too. You feel me? Yeah. There has been some rappers from the industry, I guess you could say, that's that come to battle, but usually they don't do so good. Yeah, it's true. Because it's like, okay, like they they thinking, oh, okay, I used to battle or whatever, then they get here. It's like, nah, dude, like you thinking it's one way, mm. it's a whole nother beast now. Yeah. It's not like it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like cats on record. Or don't compare for the most part. They don't compare. Like the wordplay is just out of this world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta punch. Like you gotta have punches. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like fuck you. If you just rapping, like okay, he rapped good, but all he doing is rapping. 
Yeah. You just rhyming. Like, you got to be punching. Yeah. Like, they got punches. They got haymakers. They got <laughs> room shakers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Where a whole room just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. He said that shit. I can't believe he said that. Like. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that energy, bro. I miss that energy for real. Um, it's crazy, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, like, it's, they kind of calm down now because, you know, with COVID and shit. Mm. They can't have the... Um, can't have the crowds like they had them. Yeah, yeah. But they just starting to creep back a little bit, though. It's already to the point now where they kind of commercialized now. What do you mean? In what sense? Well, you are URL is like the main league. Like ah, they right, say, right, right. They say that they're you know they're like the NBA of battle rap, so to speak. Okay. You know what I mean? They could okay. they kind of spoke that into existence themselves, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But like that's the way it is. So they're on caffeine now, right? Caffeine oh. is basically owned by Fox. You know what I'm saying? So you can see the battles for free, for free. Well, you got to sign up to caffeine to see it. But like, mm. so it's not free, but yeah. you don't have to pay no money to see it. But like, you know, that that's kind of like, you know, they kind of like sold out. Like, wait, you feel me? Mm. So you can't, so you got to either see it there or on the app. If you see it on caffeine, you guys, it's like a live event. So you got to watch it live or you don't see it. Like if you don't catch it that day that it come on, yeah, you don't get to see it. So YouTube, they don't even put shit on YouTube at all no more, which I think is stupid. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. that's that's where your main fan base is at. Yeah, like everybody grew up watching URL on mm. YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So they just cut that out completely. You got to get the app. So they got an app that you can buy the app, and then you can watch the shit whenever they leak it to the app. So it's just corporate. It's these corporate tentacles that get everywhere. And I mean, seeing yourself as an independent artist as well, it's it is saddening. It is. But then sometimes I think to myself, you know, I've been to gigs recently where like there's just been ciphers, and you're like, man, it, that's still there. You still had that. But yeah, it's sad to see the corporate kind of tentacles making it like that. It's a bit. It's a business. I mean, you know, I, I am really mad at smacking them for for taking it to because they took it to new heights but mm. it is kind of businessy though like it seemed like it seemed like winning don't even matter no more because fools be choking and shit and yeah. they still get to be on the next event you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. and it's based on how popular they are like if they oh. hella popular they could just keep choking and before like if you if you even seem like you was choking fools would be like uh-uh-uh uh, 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 no no i'm not choking i'm not I'm just getting my breath I'm not, i just stumbled a little bit i'm not i'm not choking damn yeah. hold up yeah like that was not allowed if you even was, looked like you was choking you lost Damn. And now who's just choking and they just be on the next car before. If you choked and you lost, mm. you were not seen ever again. <laughs> it was cut literally through. like you were never seen again. <laughs> oh, man, that's brutal, brutal, but kind of amazing. Cause then the cream rises to the top and the battle is exactly. That's it. Damn. Yeah, and people used to bet their own money too. Like, mm. like they weren't getting paid by Fox network or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like a, you know, it's like a jobby job damn near now. But like, damn. you know, fools used to bet their own money. So, of course, I'm not coming to choke. Yeah, I'm yeah, betting yeah. my own money. Like, yeah. I got to win. I got to win. Exactly. The stakes are high. The stakes are yeah. high, man. Amazing. Yes, yes, you are rocking with the best. This is the one and only Just Blaze. Right now, you're checking out the Crate 808 podcast. Remember to hit up Crate808.com. Like, comment, subscribe, and all of that. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. Oh.
But so before we go then, man, just a few things I wanted to ask you generally. Just first of all, to see, because I know you had a big accident when you were with the gorillas and you fell into the uh, camera pit and stuff. Yeah. How are you feeling? Are you are you fit? Like, how's, how is that, is that like still with you or how have you dealt with that? It still fucked with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just mentally it kind of fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on medication now for my anxiety because it already was bad anyway but like after that that just kind of like just pushed me over the edge i couldn't even like do nothing so yeah yeah it still fuck with me my um but my my bones and stuff is healed pretty much okay you know what i'm saying yeah. it still kind of bothered me sometimes but like they did a good job in denmark yeah. thank god it was there because if it was here in the states i'd probably be dead jeez because they got free health care over there you know what i'm saying mm, yeah they don't have that they don't have that here you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Too greedy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Man, well, I mean, this is the thing. It's just to check in on some of the people that have brought us up, really. It's your music that has molded the way and formed our friendships. And it's weird, man, like, you know, how, how it affects people differently. But just to check in on you, man. And sometimes, like we were talking earlier about how sometimes it's too late, like how everyone was treating X, DMX before maybe he passed to that we could have done better as a community as an industry or whatever for a person who's obviously struggling but mm. yeah just to see how you're doing man but then on that other tip to still see people like jonah hill giving you heads up and giving you love and putting you on like mid 90s that must feel yeah that must feel quite good right yeah 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 jonah hill man like yeah one love to him man he's he really looked out with that one yeah he, he really wanted me on the shit though because he was like man that was such a part of the soundtrack at the time, like I gotta get them on this. Yeah. And like anything, anything gotta do with skating, I'm pretty much down with. Cause I'm just so close with that community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just that line of thinking is just go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so yeah, seeing, that he really looked out. I remember seeing that uh, gate 13, even on that, you're just on the board and it's like, yeah, that's Dell. It's Dell and the cover of it and everything. Yeah. Just sick, man. Mm. But um, man, Dell, thank you for your time. I know we've took up more than I should have, so I appreciate uh, you. No, I it's all good, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of this. And uh, yeah, man, I'm here for the next step that you're taking. I don't know where you want to go with it, man, but like, I don't know if you ever really just want to wild out with your music. How far do you want to stretch it? Because it feels like it feels like you're ready. You just keep going and going and keep adding more things to it. Like I said, I study music theory, you know what I'm saying? Funk, funk in particular. Mm. But I had to st I had to study, you know, regular theory of music to even un understand funk and yeah. jazz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. I still I'm studying jazz theory now. I'm I'm trying to do an instrumental album with um, Amplod. We had started working on one before, so like I want to do more work with him instrumentally. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. So I got a lot. I got like little funk tunes and shit, shit that I can't even really describe. You know what I'm saying? It's just music. But like, you know, just instrumental shit, you know what I'm saying? Just to be listening to. Mm. There ain't no rapping or nothing on it. You know, it's just just some other shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I still I still fuck with the hip hop too though. Yeah. I just I like I like I like motherfuckers bringing that that feel back like a uh, Griselda. Like I love Griselda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Griselda, Mac Homie too. I love Mac Homie too. You know what I'm yeah, but especially especially Griselda. Griselda performed that Hyrule Day out. Oh damn! That damn. was that was tight. Hit them and Sugar Free at the same Hyrule Day. My days! <laughs> what a lineup! What a lineup! Hyrule Day is amazing. Hyrule Day sounds amazing, man. I like that they bringing that vibe back, mm. making motherfuckers appreciate it again. You know what I'm saying? 100%. It kind of like okay, that 
people still like that. Okay, I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I could take shit wherever. Mm. But like that, though, I mean, I could do that all day. You know what I'm saying? I'd love to hear you on a Gazelda project, man. I would love that. That would just be like my world's colliding. Be incredible. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, especially West Side Gun. I hella, yeah. hella love West Side Gun. He's yeah, just man. forever interesting. Yeah. It's nice to have that back in hip hop. You were saying there about doing just music and like, I was wondering if anything's going to be like your West Coast Avengers mixtape series, like that series you did, like with Cootie and Fella and all that. Like, yeah, man, like that, that'd be, I'd be here for another one of those, you know. I got a Zappa one that I had right. that was just instrumental, but all Zappa shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh. I still got it sitting around somewhere. I might drop it because I remember that now. A couple of people was asking me about that. And I was surprised to hear that. Like, when you gonna drop this um that third one, the, the Zappa mixtape? I'm like, damn, okay, you was waiting for that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll wait for that. Yeah, Zappa, I love Frank Zappa, dude. I kind of took my time with that. So I got I still got that mixtape playing around. I might, I mm. might drop it, you feel me? Okay. But uh I'm, I'm working on the podcast with my dude um Poe. His name is Poe. You know okay. He a rapper too, but um, we we got a pro- we got a podcast and we start recording. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I got music involved with that as well. You know what I'm saying? Right, man. Here you for that. Mean? Here for that. Definitely. So before you go, then two questions that uh-huh. we usually ask all of the woo on this program and everyone like we bang on about the woo a lot and we have a little playlist where it's like slept on Wu Tang bangers, which are like they've had so many so many tracks is there any tracks you think from the woo solo projects or clan where you think that um that track or project was a little bit slept on damn uh th- that that one album the w the, mm. was that the one with mm. the black cover yeah yeah with the, just the w on the cover just the w yeah yeah i think that that whole album was like their greatest album to me man. that album was so tight yeah that album was super tight actually Ghostface was spazzing on that album too. Like God, yeah. he was really spazzing out on that album. But that whole album was stupid. Yeah, I must have bought that album like six times. <laughs> oh damn, damn! Like if I didn't have it somewhere, like and I was somewhere and I wanted to listen to it, I'd just buy it again. Like fuck it, I just did a song with um this kid Intel. In- and Intel is a uh, uh, I believe uh, uh, you guys' son. I believe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's a rhyme. Intel. He raw. He raw too. He raw as fuck. Right. So it's like a new, it's like a new Wu-Tang generation they got. You know what I'm saying? Amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So you should check him out, Intel. Okay. Well, this might tie into what we were just about to say for our last one, which was um, old or new, what's the last great piece of music you heard? Could be old, could be new, but just the last great piece. Of last you great piece of music. Damn, let me think about that. Oh my God! Let me think. Last great piece of music. That's a toughie. Sorry, bud. Uh, you know what? I, I I was listening to Hot Rats the other day. I was like, God damn! I forgot Frank Zappa was this raw. Wow. So yeah, like that. Still, like Frank Zappa, he's like he's like the Bach of our time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He just decided to use rock as his vehicle instead of classical music. He was like, I'm gonna use rock as my you know vehicle to compose with. But yeah, Hot Rats, though, is like one of my hot, hot rats. And uh, what else was I listening to? I'll leave it there, Hot Rats. But anybody, that works. any of his records are crazy, though. It's nuts. That works, man. Well, man, thank you so much. Appreciate all of your work. Appreciate everything you've been doing. And just keep doing it, man. And just keep growing. And yeah, just keep, you know, shining that light, my brother. I'd love it. Right on, man. Thanks, thank man. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Peace. Peace. <laughs>